Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. This is Mike and Joe here. We are recording at close to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, February 20th. So by the time you listen to this, hopefully you have had a wonderful week. I had some time off this week, and Joe, your day off is Tuesday, so it kind of worked out really nice for us. Um, we have uh, we have a great show prepared for you guys today. We have a tournament that happened in Japan that will give us kind of some information, more information, I guess, towards what people are preparing for in rotation. We have some new trademark sets, and we have some new cards to talk about. So the classic mixed bag that we always enjoy to discuss each and every week. Joe, before we get into any of that, though, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I already got sucked into a Facebook hole. So like, I woke up earlier today, and you said, oh, let's meet around 11 o'clock-ish, and I said, okay. And I checked like on Facebook and some other stuff, and I looked at my clock, and it was forty minutes later. Oh, yeah, you do kind of get into those sometimes. It's it's weird. It's really weird, and I don't like it. But I get sucked. I was gonna say, are you gonna have to take a cold turkey break from Facebook? No. How else do I know people's birthdays? That's true. Do you think Facebook would survive if someone just came up with an app that just told us everyone's birthday? Google calendars? Yeah, I know, but like like it was like easier, like like for some like Google Calendar isn't hard, but you know, obviously it's accessible on Facebook. But how many people say that about Facebook? It's like, oh, you know, it's nice to know people's birthdays. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that's true, but like all the other social media outlets out there. I think you lose fifteen percent of the the base, maybe. You'd lose, yeah, you'd lose a decent chunk. I, Not really, but kind of also. So you got stuck in a rabbit hole. It's the same rabbit hole that TikTok, YouTube Shorts, it's all those videos, right? Yeah. Yeah, those will, those will get you. I mean, usually you send me about four of those a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just see a message and I'll be like, o- only all right. Only like, the good ones are the ones that, are, that you feel will be relevant. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I watch them, I'm looking, I'm like, all right, these are... Some of them are like these are videos, and other ones I'm like, oh, that's a decent one. Yeah, some of them are, some of them are, some of them are just pure stupid, but some of them are like you like sports stuff a lot, like sports trivia. So like I'll send a lot of sports interesting things. Yes, I will. I am I am never without interesting facts from Joe when it comes to Facebook Reels. So Joe, you were stuck in one of those. Doing okay though, I guess if that's your worst part of the day so far. Granted, it's only 11 a.m. It could only go up. Well, then I had a bomb movement, so I think it's been pretty good so far. That's a killer morning. Killer morning. I guess with that transition, we can go right into the news. There was a tournament over the weekend. We had the Champions League in Japan, and there were over 2,600 players. We don't have all the lists. They typically only give us the top 16, which is what we have. We have a little bit of... A little bit of, in- of interesting information to work off of. The first place is Lugia. And when you look at the list, the big thing is, obviously, we talked about this last week, the Chinchino for two colorless energy, 70 times the amount of special energy attached to Chinchino. So that's obviously pretty good. You have Jet Energy, Gift Energy, V-Guard Energy, which V-Guard Energy stays, right? Yes. So V-Guard Energy stays therapeutic and then you have three of the mist energy which are new which we've talked about again before very straightforward list 
Um, the ace spec that it used in the first event where ace specs were legal was Master Ball. That's the biggest takeaway here. Out of all the ace specs, the, the biggest tournament with post-rotation cards, Master Ball was the ace spec. So kind of what, what are your reactions there to that? Well, in this in this specific archetype, though, like you need to find specific Pokemon. Like, correct. Uh, no, they don't play. I can't remember the professor's name. Where like, where you're able to search out two poke or two cards and mill them. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but no, they don't have that. They're not playing that. Uh, but you do have Jacques, which you correct. Which search your evolutions and a master. So like, you you just have a bunch of really a bunch of ball cards to search out what you need, and then your Ultra Ball to discard. Because you mostly have that. Heck, it's even playing Great Ball. Dude, I forget that Serena's a supporter. They're playing Serena, too, which is discard three cards from your hand. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'm really glad that this one played uh, the unfazed... I oh, know this is unfazed. Uh, is the other Stormlax rotating? The one... The block was... one? No. Oh no, this is the, the sleep one. I'm sorry. This is yeah, this, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they're actually playing this now because I I don't know why the US doesn't, doesn't play this Snorlax. I don't know why either, but you also could just be confusing with the character rare too. Yeah, I am. So that's probably the biggest thing. But I mean this this is pretty straightforward. I do think that there will be new partners for this deck. Um but yeah, it's it's a like the trainer list, 23 trainers. It's rare to see almost as many trainers as Pokemon. Usually it's much more, but you have all the different pieces. I it, it makes sense when you look at the list. Uh in second place, we had an Arceus box that played a Lolan Vulpix V-Star. The only new cards that were played in this, uh, you had Mist Energy, Prime Catcher, and then Eerie, which Eerie, if I recall, look at your opponent's card, look at your opponent's hand and discard up to two item cards. You only played one of it. So it is pretty much a straightforward Arceus list. Uh, you had a lot of special energy going on. You had a pretty mixed bag of supporters. In third place, we had a Snorlax list. This was just Snorlax stall. Uh, the only new card it played was the Eerie supporter again to discard items, which isn't shocking. To round out the top four, we did have a Charizard list. It also played a Chiyu EX. That is, that is, you know what? Hold on. I guess it's just a mill, right? It's a mill, but you could, you could honestly attack if you really wanted to. You have two fire energy in the deck, so you could take a prize. You could take a prize if you wanted. Yes, that is true. Uh, the Charizard list played Prime Catcher. It played uh, Buddy Poffin. And then it played two copies of, which I guess will be called Codebreaker Solution. I guess that's the English version of what we're going to get. Search your deck for two cards and put those cards on top. It's the Mallow Supporter. Obviously pretty good at a Charizard deck with, with Beavers where you need to find your pieces. Nothing too crazy there. In the top eight, we had a couple Lost Box variants. We had a couple Arceus Giratina variants that played the Iron Leaves EX as kind of a supplementary card um this is the ham this is the card that when you play this onto your bench you can switch it into the active and move any number of energies to it for two grass and a colorless prism edge for 180 grass type weakness really good against charizard right yeah, that's your charizard matchup yeah 
Yeah, it's an instant Charizard knockout. I'm trying to look at anything else. Like I said, we definitely got information from this. This one's playing Maximum Belt. Yep, there's that. There's Maximum Belt. There is a list that had the Great Tusk, which was the mill card that you and I talked about. Mm-hmm. That one plays Hero's Cape with the plus 100 HP. Definitely seeing some new decks. Definitely seeing some new tweaks. I don't think Mill is going to be super popular on the NA side of things. It typically isn't. I would, I would still keep it in mind. So if you're going to see... Always in the back of mind, you should know if your opponent plays a Great Tusk or not. Because from what I'm seeing in here and how people are going through their decks normally through via... Uh, Lost box stuff or Charizard, how low those decks are getting. Expect your late game potentially seeing a great Tusk if you're playing against an ancient box type of stuff because they're going to start milling you hard. You're just saying like a one of even one or two of, yeah. You there, I think any ancient box might run a one or two of, especially towards any game. If if you feel that your win con is diminishing towards the end of the game, you're probably pulling out that great Tusk. And you probably have a single prize deck anyway if you're playing an ancient box with that new Karaidon. Yeah. So, man, eh, that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. I feel like... So if you're playing ancient box, you're putting in at least one Great Tusk. Yeah, I would just, highly recommend it. Just to kind of give yourself the opportunity, if you get stuck in a spot where you can mill to win, you have the opportunity to do so. Or you're trying to set up your win and you really want to honestly disrupt your opponent and be like, all right, well, if you're kind of getting close to your win con and you may have the card in hand or not, if it's in your deck, I'm definitely going to disrupt it because you didn't play it this turn, so I will mill you for. Yeah, that's true. It's not bad. And I guess, I mean, the rest of the list just have, like we talked about last week, the Poffin item, Prime Catcher, Emergency Board. But I guess the biggest takeaway for me is it is nice to see that there are more than just Prime Catcher being played. Which I know you made a point to say that you know, different decks will use different A specs. I was arguing just with the value that Prime Catcher brought, but although they are, most of these decks in the top 16 are playing Prime Catcher, there's at least enough variance to be like, all right, not every deck is going to end up playing it. It's it's going to be really dependent on the deck's playing style. Like, one Jarzard plays the... Uh, one played Prime Catcher... Uh, Let's see, the other one played the... I thought the other one played the, uh, what's it called? The belt. Oh, Maximum Belt? Yeah, I thought the other one played... Maximum, that was my fault, that was something else. But uh, the other one played the cape. Correct, yep. So there's definitely different ways of doing it. Like the other Charizards, the ones that played the Prime Catcher were playing the Bieber roll stuff. Mm-hmm. The one that's playing the cape is playing the uh, the Pidgeot build. Yeah, you're right. So different builds will call for different cards. Although, like I said, I assume that most will be Prime Catcher. There's at least some, somewhat of a limited pool telling us that it won't necessarily only be that. Which is good. Any other thoughts from this event? Uh, let me check one more thing here. For the most part, Arvin is being played in if it's not an ancient box, Arvin's being played, basically. Like, it was heavily played in any evolution type of stuff. Charizard. Yeah, it's just for its ability to search there. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. 
I just want to kind of confirm my theory on Arvin. Just so, yeah, just so you know that you know your heavy investment Arvin will be will be valued. Yeah, yeah, I I think it will be so far based on what we know. Yeah, that wraps up the biggest first event with these new cards. You know, we have temporal forces coming out on March twenty second. We have rotation coming soon, so it will be here before we know it. Speaking of temporal forces. We also got news on what our pre-release promos will be. And these are all pretty decent. First one is for Alligator. This is the stage two with Torrent Heart. You may put five damage counters on this Pokemon once per turn. If you do, it does 120 more for two water. Great wave for 160. The second one is Matang. This is the Steel type with the Metal Maker ability. You look at the top four cards of your deck. Choose any basic metal energy there and attach them to your Pokemon. You have the Coridon. This is the one we've been talking about with uh, Primeval Battering. 30 damage for each Ancient Pokemon in play. And then the final one is Maridon. This is easily the worst pre-release promo. It's got Speed Peak for 1 energy, 40 damage. Search your deck for 2 basic energy and attach them to your future Pokemon. It was clearly put there purely because Coridon was also one of the promos. Let's play it in Future Box. It, it can be played in Future Box. I mean, but Coridon and Matang are easily the two best. Coridon's the best card out of the four of these. Right? I mean, it's by far. The most playable, yes. Yeah, I mean, Matang, Matang but, peaks interest. Is, I've seen people starting to put together uh, Diagolifts. Which you can with Matang. Yeah. You absolutely can. So Matang, Matang is a great card. In terms of meta impact, I feel like there's no question Coridon. Of course. So that's going to be the most sought-after card. Not a, not a lot of information to give you past that, but we at least know that it's happening. In terms of other set news, we can say that May's English set will be called Twilight Masquerade. This is the set coming out on May 24th that features Ogre Pond and all of its friends from the first DLC set for scarlet and violet there's not a whole lot there we know that ogre pond will be the main focus and we still don't know what the mask mechanic will be um, we also know that there will be ogre mask cards so you assume that's a tool of some sort we're going to be interested to see what that looks like but yeah this will be coming out on may 24th and then on the japan side of things which we'll kind of jump into next. Crimson Haze was revealed at Japan's Championship League. This will be the SV5 set for them. It'll come out on March 22nd, and this will feature uh, Pokemon like Diplin, Blood Moon Ursa Luna, uh, Sinicha, all the, all the exclusive cards from the Teal Mask DLC. We also got some cards along with it that we're about to go into, but we did get this official reveal. So. I guess I guess we'll just jump into the cards because we got ten or fifteen of them, and some of them are fine, and some of them are worth the conversation. The first one on the list that we got revealed is Blood Moon Ursaluna EX. This is a colorless 260 HP EX with the ability Elder's Technique. This Pokemon's Blood Moon attack costs one less colorless for each prize card your opponent has already taken. An ability we've seen before. 
For five colorless energy, Blood Moon, 240. This Pokemon cannot attack during your next turn. Speak to fighting and a retreat of three. For me, with Blood Moon, not only is this a great card. I mean, this pairs up with Lugia, right? Uh, pairs up with Lugia. It's got high HP, which boggles my mind. I thought they were trying to get away from the Ungo Bunga basics. So, yeah. Uh, well, and this is the first of a few that we've seen with this much HP. Usually they're like 240 or lower. But like 260 is a lot. 260 is a lot. So it's got its ability. It's got its attack. Honestly, its biggest viability is the fact that it's colorless. Yeah, that's scary. Like, you could just put it anywhere. I'm not saying it's going to be an instant one of them every deck. That's that's kind of a blanket statement to say, but it'd be silly to think that this card just could not show up in anything. Like, Lost Box instantly starts to think about this card. Because it's way better than Dragonite. Yeah. Just, just in the fact that you don't need a combo. Yeah. So that's good. It fits into... Well, I'm, it's not even worth going through this. It fits into everything. You could slap into the Gardevoir for all you care. You probably won't, but you could. It's funny to think that they have one prize left. It's a free attack. Dude, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a good card. I'm not saying it's going to be crazy over-centralizing, and maybe it will be, but yeah, it, it's... Let's put it this way. If Radiant Charizard's getting played, why wouldn't this get played? Well, yeah, and, and I guess the argument is Radiant Charizard's a single prizer. But it also requires a fire energy. And again, this kind of doesn't. And in a game with multi-prizers, you go down to two prize, it's more common than not. This thing is a one-attach 240 attack from the hand. And that's even more scary than the five prize cards, because four prize cards taken is so much more likely. Yeah, we're going to see where this one fits in. I think I think Blood Moon Ursa Luna is... And I get it, it. The whole lore of the Pokemon, it's supposed to be some super strong like werewolf transformation Ursa Luna type thing, but... Fair. Not a werewolf. Well, I know it's not a werewolf, but it's like the, the at nighttime transformation type of thing. That's what I was relating to. So it is a bear. But just this transformation at light, night just becoming this monster. It's... it's Razor stone bear. They that definitely gave us that. They definitely gave us that. So that's Ursa Luna. We have Screamtail EX next. 190 HP Psychic type for one colorless sudden, shri sudden shriek. You can use this attack only if you go second and only during your first turn. During your opponent's next turn, they cannot play supporters. It's a little, little odd. For one Psychic, two Colorless, Crunch, 120, discard an energy from your opponent's active. An attack we've seen a million times. Weak to Dark, a retreat of one. Is this card playable? Yeah. You can't I, play a supporter your first turn, and then they can't do it again. I know, but then what does it do? It's in its job. I don't know if that's a good enough job for two prizes. I'm not sold on this card. Your 190 opponent, is... Your opponent can only minimally play for two turns? No, I know. I know, but, like, it can only happen once. And I get, like, you're saying, like, it, it does its job and then it's done. But 
as a two prizer, I know there are ways to get rid of them off the board. So let's I don't. You, you do you do that right? It sticks around for a little bit. So why wouldn't this be played in the raging bolt line, right? The ancient. You try to put that in the active. You stall them out. If they knock it out, fine. Then you're at two prize. They're they take two prizes. Now you're at Sandy Shock turns. Right, and I mean it's not going to get knocked out the first turn, right? It's just more of like gives you a chance to set up, though. It gives you an extra turn to set up, and I guess that does give you a lot of like that could sway a match. I guess I don't know. We'll see. I'm still not 100 percent sold on it, but it's it's okay. It's rude. It it is, it is rude. So they can't support her for basically two turns, right? So that's that's kind of where I land. It's a rude card, but after that, it's like meh. That's all right. Moving on, we have a future EX in the form of Iron Thorns. This is a 230 HP electric type with the ability Initialize. While this Pokemon is in the active spot, Pokemon with Rule Box in play, except future Pokemon, do not have abilities. For one Lightning, two Colorless, Bolt Cyclone, 140, moving energy from this Pokemon to one of your bench. Weak to Fighting and a Retreat of four. This is like the third ability lock card we've seen in the past three weeks. And almost like 90% sure this card was played in that future box. I believe it. Shut off Greninja, shut off any support from the bench except for like beavers and stuff. Or not, sorry, it wasn't played in that future box, but like, you know what I mean? It, it will be played. I think it will be, yeah. It's, not it's between that, you have that, and uh, I can't remember the future card that also boosts damage output. It's well, there's the tool that boosts damage output. And a Pokemon. Oh, I'd have to go back and dig through, but I'll believe you right now. It is... Uh... Is it a new card or a card we already have? No, it, it's a, no, it's a new card. Not on this one. Is, is it Fluttermane? Is it... Iron Jugulus. Is it Iron Bundle? Is it? I don't know how many more there are. There's like six more. Well, let's just say that it exists. Yes. So it exists. This ability cancels out other Pokemon's abilities um, with rule boxes in play. So it's not over centralizing. Doesn't shut off all abilities, which I feel like. Ever since, like, Garbodor and things like that, they really haven't explored full ability shutdown, which is probably healthy. You you seem to at least think this card is going to be decent with future cards. Yeah, ability lock can be, can be good, and it has a decent attack, and it's got decent support around it. Right, so it's definitely got something for it. So we'll keep an eye on Iron Thorns. It's not incredible. But it's at least a good card that's going to be played in that archetype. Next up, we have the Diplin line. Diplin is a stage 1 80 HP dragon type. For one, grass and fire energy candied catcher. Switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon into the active, and it does 70 to the new active Pokemon. This is a cheeky attack we've seen before, right? And I feel like it's, I feel like yeah. it's had use in the past. For pre-release? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it would really just be used to, like, snipe Manaphy's and stuff like that, right? Probably. But is that enough to actually play it? Probably not. But it's a cool little Pokemon. What's the Cobalion future thing? Iron... Iron... Crown. That's the one. Oh, that's the damage boosting one. Oh, you're right, it does. The EX? Yeah. Okay, so that does give the boost to Iron Thorn. So there you go. But Diplin is fine. And then we have a Fion, which is just a Fion. Shoutouts to Fion. Then we get into the trainer cards. First one, we have Perrin, a supporter that states reveal up to two Pokemon from your hand and shuffle them into your deck. Then search your deck for up to that many Pokemon, reveal them, and put them into your hand. Essentially, just a supporter Pokecom, right? Scheming Pokecom. I would I would love to have Pokecom back. This card is nice, but I just so much rather have Pokecom. Yeah. Do you think it'll be played? Um like maybe in the Lugia Archeops build. Any box deck maybe. Maybe, but I just feel like you just run ball searchers. It just feels like a waste of the supporter for me. It is, I think. That's why Pokemon was played, because it was an item, and this supporter pretty much renders it useless. But the next one we have coming back, we've seen this before. We are getting Enhanced Hammer back. Discard a special energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon. This is a card that you and I have been waiting for a return of, I feel like. We've talked about it time and time again. Mm -hmm. This is just a healthy card to have, right? Uh, I've always thought it was a healthy card to have. Uh, don't care for crushing hammer. I've been sitting on my gold e hammers for sun and moon era in my box. It's kind of sitting there, so I am happy it's back. There you go. You get to use those gold cards. Enhanced hammer, yeah, because it's special energy. You're supposed to have like a you know special enhancement to them, so the ability to remove them is nice. So I agree, it's a good card to have, and and that's pretty much it there. Community Center, it's a stadium that states once during each player's turn. If that po- if that player has played a supporter, they may heal 10 damage from each of their Pokemon. This gets paired with a supporter called Caretaker. This supporter states, draw two cards. Then, if Community Center is in play, shuffle this Caretaker back into your deck. It's a terrible synergy, but it's there. GLC broke in. It's it's it is good for GLC getting the draw. So community center, not uh, GLC, but like um that or um uh, pre-release broken. Oh, pre-release is gonna be awesome. So that's shout outs to caretaker. We then have a tool, lucky helmet. This states if the Pokemon this card is attached to is in the active spot and is damaged by an attack, draw two cards. That is also a returning card. Yeah, returning cards, decent. And then the last card, the. Uh, not a fan. Um, we got another A spec. And this might be one of the only A specs that could come out that I think would rival Prime Catcher. And I am severely concerned. This one is called Unfair Stamp. Each player, sorry, you can only play this card if one of your Pokemon was knocked out during your opponent's last turn. Each player shuffles their hand into their deck. You draw five, and your opponent draws two. So we're basically getting a different version of Reset Stamp, which is a card that in some formats has been banned. 
Now it is an A spec. But what are your thoughts on unfair stamp? Because this, I don't think this is a healthy card. Just play a beaver roll. Easy. Well, as long as beavers are played. Play your beavers. I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a not so good card for the well, meta. I, it could have been a lot worse if they didn't put down that first line. Well, I feel like they had to put down that first line. If it was just a random shuffle, draw five, shuffle, draw two, that'd be crazy. Turn one. Oh, you can't play the game. Bye. I don't know. I just, I felt like they learned their lesson with reset stamp. But I guess they haven't. I guess like the, the, the thing I might be kind of scared about would be stall using this, right? Yep. And then you knock out their Pokemon, they play like Silene or something, and they put it back in their deck or whatever. Or like that like supporter card I've been talking about today that discards two items from your hand. You unfair stamp and then you play that supporter. Yeah. You could potentially leave your opponent with zero cards in their hand. Like, there's some combos that are really concerning with this card. Let's play Bieberil. You know what? I guess as we get towards the end of the show, the rule is play Bieberil. If you play Bieberil, you'll never have any problems with this. Which, you know, is true. I'm playing Golden Go, so I don't don't see the issue. Right. As a Golden Go player, you don't care. No. As a player that as a as a player that maybe doesn't play Bieberl, just a general statement, yeah, this this card might be a problem. Um, but we had a good release of cards, and we will get more as the weeks come on. We are getting closer to EUIC, closer to rotation. Joe, that wraps up our show. Is there anything you would like to say before we head out of here? Um, let's see. I th- pretty much it, but like we have the ones piece of news though for Pokemon Day. We're getting these promos that we were supposed to get during the pandemic. Oh, that is true. We are getting those. That's nice. Because, like, I remember when the pandemic hit, and I was like, Twin Energy is coming out. And I can't remember what I was playing at the time. I'm like, I really want Twin Energy. And but then you couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And it, now it's here. Just in time. Just in time. And there's a really cool dice with a Pikachu on it. Or heads and tails. There you go. I guess I guess that's your are those your parting words for the show? I kind of want some of these promo. I want that dice. I want the dice and that promo card. Well, we wish Joe the best of luck in getting that promo card and those dice. Thank you all so much for supporting our show as you do each and every week. We enjoy talking about the new cards and bring you that type of news. And hey, we'll see if new cards get revealed next week and we'll see you next time. <laughs>